Bearcat Blitz right here on the Believe Network. Welcome in. Thank you all for picking us as your latest and greatest in UC sports coverage. I'm your host, Russ Heltman. He is your host, Neil Meyer. We're both with all Bearcats. Neil also with the Front Office News. You can check him out at thefrontofficenews.com and allbearcats.com. Me as well for all your UC football, basketball coverage. We are excited to welcome on uh, for the first time to Bearcat Blitz. I guess well, most of the guests we've had on. I don't think we've had on a recurring guest just yet. We'll get there for sure as we uh, move on into 2024 coming up very shortly this week. But Katrina Merriweather, UC women's basketball head coach coming on the show to join us here in just a few minutes. We'll break down the big win. I guess not really a big win, a closer win than most Bearcat fans would like over Stetson 83 to 75 this past weekend. And then we'll get into a little bit of the Evansville Purple Aces, what they bring to the table as arguably and probably the third best team UC has played or has faced thus far once they wrap up that contest to close out non-conference play as well. You can check out all Bearcats on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review there. Check us out on YouTube as well. And of course, on Bally Sports Ohio. We thank Bally so much for their partnership and joint coverage of UC Athletics through Bearcat Blitz. Neil, how are we doing, man, coming off of the holiday weekend? Man, doing great. Had a great time spending some time with some family, so it was, it was very much needed. No doubt, no doubt, man. We uh, got a little bit of time away, not as, uh, I think, even less so for our friends, the hardworking folks at Bet Online. The only people that don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes and the people at Bet Online. With NFL full season and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online is taking a, isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all of the up to second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. And remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Let's dive into the show today. Neil, we have plenty to get to on this episode of Bearcat Blitz, starting with the 83-75 win over Stetson. You get a big day out of Daniel Skillings. He was fantastic in this game, a career-high 29 points, but outdone. Don't see that very often at Fifth Third Arena, but outdone by Jalen Blackman a little bit in a game that the Bearcats were favored, I believe, by almost 20 points. Stetson keeps it close the entire time. They get to the free throw line at will in another kind of big showing from a capable offense that's bringing it to the UC defense that has been very good and very stout at times this year, but has let the dams burst against good offenses and namely the offenses in big games that they've had the opportunity to play in so far this season. Yeah, absolutely. It was a career day from Dan Skillings, 29 points, 10 rebounds on 11 to 14 shooting, arguably his best day of his best game of his career. And I mean, really what set the tone for Dan early, if you ask me, Russ, was the first defensive stand that he had where he came up with the huge block, the one that went behind half court, forced the shot clock violation. I think right there, that was the momentum that you kind of could feel Dan Skillings was in for a big day. And he said it post game. It started there on the defensive end. And he was just getting to the rack with ease, whether it was easy layups, putbacks. I mean, he was crashing the glass hard like he always does. I mean, we know he's a big impact on the glass, but that is a huge impact for what was key to his success last Friday night in the win over Stetson was just dominating the glass. I mean, 29 points. 
a big day from Dan Skillings. That's the jump that most people were anticipating from Dan Skillings this season. And then a big night for Jamil Reynolds. I mean, we have to talk about Jamil Reynolds. 14 points on five of seven shooting. I thought he had a really efficient night. And it's only been el- he's only been eligible for a week. And he's starting to find his footing real quickly here for the Bearcats. And it's shown to be a big uh, problem there in the front court for Wes Miller and the Bearcats. No doubt, Neil. And, and when we kind of look at Jamil Reynolds, he's starting to phase out Odio Guama from this lineup a bit, I think. Odie's minutes starting to drop a bit i believe he did start on on the friday mm-hmm. game against stetson right but kind of I, I think you noted this as well in the winners and losers over at all bearcats uh how he had kind of got phased out in the second half and i think that's kind of where the the, the lineup decisions are going to start being made over this game against evansville coming up in just a moment uh, or in just a couple of days excuse me and then the game against byu and, and going forward where you have six quad one or quad two opponents in your first six opening games as a Big 12 team in conference play. So it's something that we kind of highlighted. And, and I kind of – we were joking it throughout the game on Friday. We were like, are we going to have to re-record the podcast because of, of what of, – namely, namely, I said about Dan Skillings. But I think what I said listening back to it when I posted it over the weekend, and you can check that out, breaking down the, the UC football – kind of uh, football recruiting class from 2024. It stays evergreen for a little while here as we enter the offseason with football. But the the fact that he did take that step there, he did get that confidence back. He did see one fall. He talked about that, Neil, after the game post game. I thought that was one of the more interesting parts mm-hmm. of the post game press conference was him saying, like, yeah, it does kind of weigh on you a little bit. He, he, he brought up a, a thing that we all want to see in athletes so much is them kind of showing the human side and being honest and saying, Hey, yeah, like when it doesn't fall that first time, you start thinking about it a little bit, especially when I think he had missed 20 plus threes in a row going into that game or something like that. It was it was some kind of brutal streak he was on in terms of overall misses, but he takes his percentage from a 20 percent roughly around it to 30 percent in one sweeping game. It was a big, big performance for Daniel Skillings, as you mentioned, gets it unlocked with the offensive rebounds, gets it unlocked from the deep part of things with his shot. And then Jameel Reynolds, he looked very, very strong. I think overall, you could see they miss C.J. Frederick, just his kind of effort and action, especially just his ability to kind of help ping the ball around a lot. But even then, they still move the ball around pretty well, uh, Neil, and, and it's going to be something interesting to see as we head into Evansville. Jalen Blackman, though, before we wrap things up on Stetson, just I, I think, Neil, one of the best pure scores I've seen come through Fifth Third Arena no doubt about it. Not necessarily a great NBA prospect. I wouldn't say that just unfortunately because of his size, but a guy that you just always hear about these guys dropping 30 plus consistently in college. It seems like, Oh, why aren't they already in the league? Well, you see that their stature, but what they're able to do shot making wise. I mean, Jalen Blackman, man, he is the real deal. And it's something, the biggest thing I took away from that game is Cincinnati cannot, especially against these more physical, more athletic and more overall talented teams in the Big 12 cannot be as handsy and as fally as they have been in these kind of more difficult matchups. And Jalen Blackman was at the point of attack for that with Stetson. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Coach Wes Miller even stated it in his post-game press conference that Jalen Blackman wore down John Newman. And he even Coach Miller even said he felt like he kind of rode John Newman a little bit too many minutes that night. I think he finished with 28 minutes, but Jalen Blackman was making him work on the defensive end. I mean, whether it was off the screens, he was always moving finished with 30 points. I think the last time somebody came into fifth third arena and gave 30 was the battle between Damian Dunn and Landers Nolly a year ago. And that was, we all know what kind of matchup that was, but Jalen Blackman is going to be one of those guys who will go out and he's capable of getting 
15 to 25 every night if he really wanted to. And I think he finished 11 for 22, 50, uh, 50% from the field. That's a pretty efficient night for the Stetson point guard as well. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. We're going to get to a preview of Evansville after we have a fun conversation, anticipating a fun conversation. We know it'll be a good time with UC head women's basketball coach, Katrina Merriweather, the team on a nice winning streak right now, coming off a non-conference play, getting ready to start up the conference slate against Kansas State this coming weekend. All that coming up on Bearcat Blitz. Bearcat Blitz rolling on as we get ready to welcome on UC head women's basketball coach Katrina Merriweather, team eight and three right now, coming off a conference, non-conference play, excuse me, on a six-game winning streak. Coach Merriweather, thank you so much for joining us here on Bearcat Blitz and just uh, taking the time ahead of, a, I'm sure it's going to be an even busier, if, if not already super busy, uh, conference schedule coming up for you guys. It's 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 going to be really exciting. First year in the Big 12. No, we're really excited. Uh, we've been back from Christmas break and had a couple practices and uh, just getting as prepared as we can for Kansas State on the 30th. Yeah, Coach, talk about preparation for Kansas State. Obviously, you had a nine-day break there with the holidays and everything. Just talk about this preparation kind of change a little bit with that much time off and how have you guys been able to focus for a tough team like Kansas State this weekend? I don't know that our preparation changes a whole lot, but I do think uh, we get a little more in depth with our scout reports. Uh, there's just more data. You know, when you start off in the beginning, uh, everyone's pretty much guessing, guessing what the personnel looks like, guessing what offense everyone's going to run. Uh, at this point, I think everyone's pretty much determined what they're going to do, how they're going to play. Um, and so we're able to to put together a game plan that I think is a, a little more uh, – for lack of a better word, just uh, exact uh, than probably what we've been dealing with in the conference. Katrina, you guys, eight and three so far this season, six-game winning streak, uh, starting up with the victory over Kentucky in the the holiday tournament. What's been the biggest catalyst for you guys as a team to just kind of build off that momentum and carry this into a conference slate that is obviously going to be very full of tests and, and could be trying at points where you guys are maybe seesawing a bit, but have to keep leaning on the principles that you built here. It's always going to be rebounding for us. And, and I feel like um, the last couple of games we've had over 50 rebounds. And I think that that just shows that we're finally understanding the importance and we're buying in quite a bit uh, into what that means. Second chance opportunities offensively and the ability to push the ball in transition after we get a defensive rebound. So um, I think just getting our kids to realize that it, it it's more than just rebounding. It's what rebounding the ball will allows you to do uh, and what it doesn't allow your opponent to do. Uh, so I think that that's been the biggest growth from the time that we got together in the spring until right now. And uh, we still have our work cut out for us, but we're definitely getting better. Do you think as a, as a coach just and I because I've heard the same thing from from Coach Miller on the on the other side with the men's team. Is it the fact that rebounding can have that double edged effect and that multiple kind of compounding effect on an offense and a defense? Is that why rebounding is kind of preached by? coaches is the biggest thing and the most important thing oftentimes to win in a game game to game 
I think so. And I think you also have to look at the strength of your team. Uh, if we had a bunch of five foot seven guards, I wouldn't be preaching rebounded. Uh, but we are, we're tall and we're long and we're athletic. Um, but for me, it's also just building that mentality. I think rebounding takes toughness. Uh, it, it helps when you're tall. It helps when you jump high. But it's really about heart and hustle. And and when you can develop that toughness and that mentality in practice and it can spill over to the game, I think that it also spills over to other facets too. Uh, being aggressive, attacking, getting to the free throw line. To me, all those things are bottled together. Uh, and that's just the way that we want to play. We want to go out. We want to play hard and be the toughest team that anybody's played against. Yeah, so you preach rebounding. Obviously, Malaya Williams is a key contributor to the rebounding category. And then you get Clarissa Craig back, who made her season debut last week. Just talk about those two a little bit more. Malaya has been kind of shown to do a lot of different things this season. We saw her unleash the three ball over the week. And then now you get Clarissa back in the fold to pair alongside with Destiny Thomas and Delaney Schneider. Just talk about what those two uh, bring to the table with that front court there heading into Big 12 play. Yeah, it's exciting to to have the the caliber of players that we have. Um, I, I think that Lay does a lot of different things. Uh, her ability to make threes and not just at the three point line. I mean, she can make them about five foot feet behind there too. Uh, she puts it on the ground. She can get to get to the rim. She's free throw line. Like you said, she rebounds and gets putbacks. Uh, she's got a, a float or a pull up, you name it. She's got a, a heavy offensive artillery. And I think that that's uh, one of the things that's also helped us because everyone knows Jillian Hayes. My everybody knows that that she's tough and strong and she's also extended her game. She's put a considerable amount of time in the gym and, um, and then having Clarissa, like you said, who gets 11 points in 11 minutes in our last game out in her first game. Um, so she's just now getting her rhythm back. And we were really impressed with with her ability to come in and impact the game the way she did. Um, Destiny Thomas uh, will be touch and go here uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, and I don't know that she gets a, enough credit rebounding wise. A lot of people are occupied trying to box her out. And that usually allows our three and four players to get some very key rebounds. Um, and then you can't forget Aisha. Aisha's doing a great job hitting the boards too. So I think that we're just trying to win that by committee, you know, in our tweener spot and our post spot, our three, fours and fives. Um, yeah, we're, I think we're, we're deep enough to, to really challenge people. Here with UC head women's basketball coach, Katrina Merriweather on Bearcat Blitz. I'm your host, Russ Heltman, joined as always by my co-host, Neil Meyer. So Katrina, who do you, who would you say has kind of taken the bull by the horn, so to speak, in terms of a leadership role? And, and maybe if they are being a vocal leader, for sure, shot them out. But just overall, the kind of the, the leadership command of the team on the on the player front for you guys this year. It's, it's the seven returners. And there's no doubt about that. I, I think that... Um, people have noted and obviously paid attention to uh, the majority of the scoring and rebounding from last year's team was returning. And I think that they're determined to build off of last year um, to earn some respect, to prove to people that that Cincinnati is going to be in contention and, and we're going to compete in every single game. Um, so collectively, that group, 
Um, and you you can't help but mention Jill just because of her play and, and her, again, her toughness. Um, she was feeling awful against Sienna, ended up only playing about 12 minutes, uh, but she was determined to to be there for her team and to start the game off and try to get us off on a on a good foot. Um, we're fortunate she's feeling feeling better. Um, Braylon Milton has stepped in and handled the the point guard responsibilities with Maya Jackson uh, being touch and go uh, with Ari missing a few games. So they all have just really been intentional about leading and creating a culture where we expect to win. Uh, and when we're going to compete just in every game, but for every possession and practice looks like that. And I think that's why we've experienced some success this far. My, my only played in a few games so far this season, one of the, the better sharpshooting three point shots in the country. I'm sure you guys are re really eager to get her back. Is there an update on how she's looking at in the conference play? Yeah, she is um, in drills now. And, and I think that we just want to make sure that her, her knee is, is strong enough. Uh, mm -hmm. before she hits the floor again and and everyone's doing great you know we have a tremendous strength and conditioning coach and coach hong and then we have jess um, who is on the sideline with her whenever she's not in the drills they're working on stuff um, so i think everyone has has put a lot of effort especially maya and it can be frustrating right she's extremely talented she's in her fifth year um, this isn't what she expected, but her leadership has, has not waned either. You know, she's doing a, a tremendous job talking to Reagan and to Ari and and making sure that they know what's going on out there. Yeah, so you mentioned Reagan Jackson obviously had some big shoes to fill with Maya Jackson and Ariel both missing some time this season. Just talk about what you've been able to see from her through the non-conference slate. Obviously, a lot of big shoes to fill with Maya and Ariel out, but just talk about what you've seen from her in terms of growth here and throughout the non-conference play. Uh, the most impressive thing to me about Reagan is she doesn't allow herself to be shaken. Uh, she did not play great in the opener against Louisville. I mean, she's a freshman and they're a top 15 team in the country. Uh, but when she saw herself on film and I said, hey, I just don't see you playing with the confidence that you've been practicing with, she nods and I'm like, uh oh, I think I've activated, you know, something in there. And before you know it, she's in practice and and going even harder because she never had an issue with, with playing hard. Um, but just more determined and more focused to make sure that she showed up better the next time around. Uh, so it's just her mentality. I mean, that that kid has exactly what you need in order to push a program in a in a direction of of toughness and grittiness because that is every bit of, of Reagan Jackson. Speaking about a, a big impact player this year for you guys, obviously Jillian Hayes filling that role. What has improved so just so much from her game last season to this season in terms of her ability to be this much more efficient? I think improved her field goal percentage by like 12% so far this year, 51% on, on, a, on a high volume out there, just doing a lot of different things on the floor. What has been the biggest Thing that's kind of driven her improvement and, and her hiked up efficiency this season so far? Jill wants to win. You know, I think that she's had all the individual accolades that she can get. She gets all the recognition. She gets all the attention. And I think there's just a bit of emptiness there, you know, and, and just wanting to be not a best – just the best player, but the, uh, the best player on a good team. And, and mm -hmm. I think that that's 
driving her and and for her to be in the gym the way she is her and and Abby jump spend an incredible amount of time together um and I think that that has really helped her and build her confidence just that one-on-one attention and and all of my t- coaches do a, a tremendous job of of getting people in the gym um and just working on things that are going to help them be more comfortable and confident in the game and I think that's why Jill's shooting the ball the way she is um, you know, you'll see her shoot some threes. You're going to see her take it off the dribble a little bit. Um, and I think that that also helps because we have some more depth. So there's uh, actual people that can score on the block and in the paint. So she doesn't have that responsibility solely. Um, and, and I think that that makes her happy too, because she gets to wander around out there on the perimeter. Some Awesome coach. So we're going to rattle off a couple fun facts for you. Obviously we just want to hear your answers on some things. Your favorite Cincinnati memory, uh, obviously you played here, now you're the head coach. Just talk about some of your favorite memories here at Cincinnati. Oh, uh, spending four years in the same place is, is pretty rare these days, but it, there's there's a, a ton, a ton of memories. Um, but I, I would have to say um, 1999 when it was announced that we uh, were going into the NCAA tournament. And I think all of us sitting there um, in a room and waiting for our name to pop up and then to finally see it. And it was after some, you know, a disappointing year, my freshman year, where we had a really strong senior class and they referred to themselves as the basement group. And they were, they were the foundation of, of the program as far as I knew it in regards to taking some losses early in their career. They had finally gotten the program to where they wanted to be. And I just kind of came in on the tail end of that and benefited from it, honestly. Um, but I, I, that's that's it, sitting in front of that TV screen and, and hearing and seeing Cincinnati pop up. That's That's probably the best memory I've got. Awesome. I'll throw it over to you, Russ. No, we we got uh, we're I got nothing else. We're running out of time almost. You got anything else you want to fire off for sure? Let let it go. Yeah, I think we're all good. Well, we really appreciate you, Coach, for coming on and taking some time with us. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you guys soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Coach Merriweather. Good luck on the conference slate and good luck Sunday, everybody. Go check out UC against Kansas State on Sunday at two p.m. Home matchup to kick off or to tip off, I should say tip off the Bearcats women's basketball run in the Big 12. Thank you so much, Coach Merriweather. Thank you. Awesome, awesome stuff from UC head women's basketball coach Katrina Merriweather. We'll do a quick look at Evansville when we return on Bearcat Blitz. Neil Meyer, Russ Heltman, back with you on Bearcat Blitz. Well, Neil, we don't have much time here, my man. What do you got for me in terms of a score prediction and a player to watch? One player to watch for the Evansville Purple Aces, and then I'll give a player to watch as well as we get out of here. Yeah, I think this is going to be a lot closer of a game than many people really anticipate. Obviously, it's the last non-conference game. It's arguably a debatable trap game for the Bearcats. This is an Evansville team that's really good, averaging – 83 points per game. They know him to score the ball, but for the Purple Aces, you really got to keep an eye on Ben Humrichis, who is averaging nearly 16 points, five rebounds on 56% shooting. So he's the key. He's the key piece that makes the Purple Aces go. 
And that's going to be the player to watch for Evansville come Friday night. Going to be very, very interesting to see how they deal with that senior forward, six foot nine guy. Kind of reminds you like an old Doug McDermott type of player can really fill it up from outside. Henricus is going to be a problem, a player, another high scoring output player you see has to deal with coming in the fifth third arena, shooting 48% from the field from three. I'm going to go with Yassine Toomey. For me, he's a guy averaging 10.2 points, 6.2 total rebounds. He's a big kind of forceful senior guard. He can kind of put it on the floor, can kind of hit you in all different dynamic ways as a wing. So that's going to be very interesting to see how Dan Skillings, how hopefully Seamus Lukosius, we'll see how he's looking coming back from injury. We'll see what if he's on the floor during warmups and get to that uh, in the in the last non-conference slate or non-conference bout of the year for UC basketball against Evansville. I got UC winning that one 81 to 76. I think it's going to be like Neil said, closer than people think, especially if UC cannot stop these slow, slow starts they've had to open games in 2023, heading into 2024. That's the next time we'll be with you on Bearcat Blitz presented by Bet Online. Thank you so much for checking us out. Seconds left, shot clock off, four-point game. DeJulius puts up a three. Yeah!